Hold on, I. Oh, oh, we're on recording. We are cool. recording. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. How's yeah. things with you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's um, yeah. All right, man. Just lockdown's a bit weird. Um, but it's good to um, yeah, it's good to be doing this finally. It's been. I know. Um, We've been speaking yeah, we're about still... it for ages, haven't we? It's um, it's uh, obviously you. Uh, got me a mic for my birthday and I guess ever since then we're like oh how do we spend our time mm. during lockdown mm. let's you know do a podcast it seems to be the in-trend thing so mm, yeah joining the um the many thousands uh so yeah it's quite crazy really I guess like five years ago I'm not sure I knew what a podcast was um <laughs> uh, yet yeah, now they're everywhere um but yeah it's good to yeah it's good to be um here and I mean I guess we haven't sort of structured it um, so much. Um, and I guess the first, this is just sort of like a pilot in a way. So how do we know each other again? And how, what are our names? <laughs> I suppose uh, is a good place to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm George and I guess you're Charlie. Uh-huh. And yeah, as we were saying, we've kind of known each other for, um, yeah, like, well, 25 years, our sort of whole lives, because I'm mums met when we were that age and then we were saying uh, yeah we kind of like um went to well we went to the same primary school and um and as a result i guess we've i mean our group of friends now uh well i guess we sort of one of our group of friends but uh, for me i guess i'd say like the, my kind of like um my oldest and sort of closest friends are part of the sort of same pool of uh people if you can it sounds a bit um um, objective saying it like that but yeah, yeah so uh yeah I mean we've got this sort of a, a group a group of friends who we uh, all kind of um and so we kind of yeah kept in contact ever since yeah that's pretty much it um yeah known each other for a long time and we fancy making a podcast and talking about everything and everything um you know everything and anything um basically that we're interested in and we think other people are too and yeah we just yeah. want to we just basically want to have a bit of a kind of informal chat and a laugh about yeah well i think it's good as well yeah exactly and i was thinking it's good as well and it's nice because actually if, as much as anything i mean if some if people listen to it great and uh, how many who knows but if anything you know it's the um, i think it's nice just for us to have more dialogue with one another um i mean we still we, we talk regularly and you know yeah are very open with one another but i think it, it's quite cool to do it in this uh sort of medium whereby we can kind of perhaps approach topics and um yeah conversations which maybe otherwise we might i think we do we do engage in topics which are quite um uh, interesting at times provoking yeah stimulating yeah stimulating right we have good good chats (laughs) yeah and (laughs) good chat and i think yeah this is a nice place to sort of just do that and um as you said like we could do we we, i guess we could talk of all sorts going forward um but you made the good idea just because of um sort of as like a pilot you know call it episode that we could just sort of talk about yeah growing up and growing up in birmingham and um yeah yeah i think it's a good way to start an introduction to who we are and why we are like we are and um yeah i just think talking about birmingham like the city where we were both raised for the majority of our lives um is a good place to start and we can reminisce a bit and i think the nostalgia will help with uh with the lockdown blues so <laughs> yeah, yeah looking forward to 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 thinking back and uh, chatting about childhood again because <laughs> it feels like a long time ago to me. I don't know about you. I mean, do you feel like you often reflect on childhood? Reflect on childhood? Um, yeah. I don't. It's it because I feel like it may be one of these things which just we don't. People don't speak of, and it could vary drastically for different people. Like, you know, like some people perhaps maybe actually kind of like you know dwell on their childhood or sort of recall stuff from their childhood or kind of you know it's for different with different motivations Uh, and I guess it's something that isn't spoke I don't I feel like I don't talk to you or others about it a lot so I'm just curious yeah curious to do you feel like it's something 
I don't know. Do you, yeah, have, would you say you have a lot of memories from childhood? Yeah, I guess I, th- I think your memories of childhood can take, you know, loads of different forms in the sense of how you view people in, like, in your family and stuff, like a lot of the memories you have about your parents and uh, siblings are from, I guess, when you're growing up and, uh, you know, you, you're, you're learning about the world, but you also you're kind of exploring everything with your parents and with your siblings and it's all kind of like new to both of you do you know what I mean Mm. they're understanding what it's like to have kids and Mm. parents and then uh, yeah you you just kind of figuring out who you are and these people are always like there when you're going through these like formative years so I think for me like I've got I know I'm fortunate in the sense that I'd say I have a lot of happy memories but then you know I feel like I'm it's normal to say that every, you know, every family's not going to be perfect. Um, and so everyone grows up with different experiences that shape them in their childhood. And I think that's, that's just part of like growing up, isn't it? Um, sure. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I mean, like referring to kind of, you know, saying like you've got happy memories. Cause I heard a, a quote not that long ago and it was saying, well, a quote, I heard someone say it, um, and they and, and it was like worse to the effect of the older one gets or like they I guess they were speaking um, in the first person the older they got the the better their childhood seemed and I kind of I don't I didn't interrogate them as to exactly why but I guess it's perhaps as one gets older what the the context of childhood is uh, childhood yeah it's an interesting thing I'm just thinking like, I mean I guess I have an abundance of uh, memories um like a lot of people i would have thought um what is your I, yeah i mean i was just gonna say can what's your like earliest childhood memory earliest 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 i okay this is interesting this is quite a weird one and i th- i don't know exactly if it's the earliest but it's definitely up there with like uh one of the earliest i i don't know if you use this or went to this childminder maybe not but i used to go to this childminder and i don't remember exactly i remember there was a fireplace and i remember and but the weirdest part so this is why i remember it right every now and again maybe every six months uh throughout my life intermittently i have encountered this smell and this smell, whenever I smell it, I just get taken back to this. But, but because I don't have a sort of a clear image of it, it's this quite abstract place. But I, it, I just remember I didn't like it. And whether that was due to some sort of like anxiety separation because I was, my mum was going off to work, I don't know. Mm. Um, so that's one of them, I guess. Was it, um, was it was I also it remember smell? talking about, that, <laughs> I don't know if it was earliest, but we, we both went to, it's like a, it, it, I can't even describe it. I, I've smelt it in sort of environments which have like have been c- cleaned recently. So I don't know if it's some sort of detergent. Mm. I, I have no idea. Um, but it was associated. You just you just think back, it, and it was I, a bad smell, and it was just you've got bad associations with it. Yeah, it's weird. I just like I remember that I didn't enjoy that child minders and i but i remember the fireplace i remember and i I remember speaking to my mum about it probably five years ago when i was just curious about it and she told me i went there and and i said like did i used to cry or like have anxiety or anything around there like you know do you remember it being like in any way kind of uh maybe traumatic or something she was like no not at all so it's kind of a weird one it's quite interesting Mm -hmm. um and then the other one that comes to mind would be when my first, I don't know if it was the first day of school, actually, no, at Harbour in primary, when, um, I don't know if you, do you remember, I think, I think it was like every year in the first year, so reception, they would take uh, the school the whole year to a farm. Oh, no, is, is that Bartley, that? is that near Bartley Green? Maybe. Is that on the outskirts Maybe. of Birmingham, potentially? I'm not too sure. Maybe. I can't really remember. I, 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 well, this, yeah, but I didn't go because <laughs> I just remember like crying and saying to my mum, I'm not going, I'm not going. And I don't think it was because of any sort of, um, I don't think I was uh, driven um, due to some sort of philanthropic motivation as because I thought farms were questionable, but more because I was um, 
I don't know, just scared of me. It obviously wasn't because I didn't want to be with my mum because I would have been in school anyway. So maybe, I don't know. It's quite, in, it's really interesting actually when you say, you know, because why, I don't know, why did I not want to go there? Maybe it was because I was just stubborn. Who knows? Hmm, that's a difficult one. Um, I'm just thinking back to my own like early childhood memories. I seem to remember things like, like, uh, the first time I got stung by a bee, and then it's just like again negative associations. Mm. We seem to remember these kind of um, times we were sad about something, maybe more like more strongly than like some of these these uh, happier times potentially. I don't know, but I just remember one of the first times I was stung by a bee, which is just so bizarre. Like mm. I was in my that's interesting. The house. Do you remember where you were stung? Yeah, I think it was like on my arm no, or something. No, on like your that. on your body, on your body. On yeah, your, on, on my arm. Yeah, on my arm. I think it was, and I remember it just really, really being a sharp pain, and um, yeah, very uncomfortable. <laughs> but like yeah. earliest childhood memories. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pretty, uh, pretty down. But obviously, I remember like other stuff, like first day well, of it... school and uh, what that kind of felt like, and what things looked like I suppose like vague memories of you know the what the room looked like um in like the reception class and stuff like that yeah you remember kind of vague kind of stuff but then I don't know whether it's you don't really remember specifics you remember like feelings in my in my experience I have a I wanted to ask um if you um if you have a favorite year of your life i just before we kind of sat down i just mm. i did just came to me and i was just I, I, okay I just thought i'd ask it no that's interesting um favorite of my life you including up until now or like yeah pre- your whole 18. life do you feel like do you feel, well, do you feel like you could do you feel, i mean maybe you don't feel like you can i mean maybe it's a question's not it's not you can't really answer it in that you know because i guess you know a year is I mean, first of all, it's like an abstract concept in which we sort of, you know, it's just sort of set the parameters on time. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, but, but, but if you could, do you, do you, do you feel like maybe there is a year which stands out as to sort of, yeah, for some maybe, reason? Um, yeah, probably the year that I left secondary school. I'd probably say, yeah, that was 2013. I left college. <laughs> I think yeah, that was, definitely. even though yeah. the first half of that year was super stressful and A-levels obviously took over everyone's lives and it was pretty miserable. It was the things that happened after that that just made, you know, I guess the the um, euphoria of finishing and the fact that, you know, I did a trip away with friends and we went to a um, festival as well just like big things happened that year and it was it felt quite like formative I don't know it felt like I'd all this kind of pressure was kind of released as well I don't know that sticks out to me I don't know why Mm. I guess it's lots of different Mm -hmm. things for me year 11 so I'd be 16 leaving uh when I left secondary school there because I've been boarding in the week and then I guess it was this sense of it was quite like a sense. Of, I remember it just like a sense of freedom, you know. It was this real kind of wow, this sort of because I guess you have to bear in mind that at, you know at this school uh, it was um it was a, a, a school well a boarding school. Um, it's interesting. I always feel the need to to caveat it as a state boarding school. Um, not that actually it made any difference because functionally and um, in terms of its actual facilities, it was uh, no no different really to um, uh, any other one. But 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 this I guess it was quite restrictive, and you were told when and where you you know sort of when to go eat, when to um, yeah. Maybe more so than a parent would, but I can't, maybe not. But anyway, I sort of remember feeling a sense of freedom um, and and that summer being, like you, I went to a festival. Uh, I, did, I did as well, I guess, in year, in year 13, but I just remember, and I think it's interesting because when you mentioned the formation of, you know, I've been doing a bit of reading recently on um, a guy called, uh, um, 
which Carl Jung, and he talks a lot about individuation. So basically the um, increasing separation of one's or independence of one's own uh, psyche or like personality. Okay. And I think, as you mentioned there, when leave, I think leaving a school, um, I think, yeah, I think there's a bit of, it's quite symbolic in a way, you know, I think it's mm. sort of, you know, there's, and there's, and, yeah, and I think you feel it, even if it's, you're not consciously thinking, oh, right, I am now taking a step forward or something. There's that feeling that, right, you know, my independence is now increasing and I am gaining sort of more autonomy in my own life and, and who I am, you know, it's kind of one sort of questioning where the, the, the boundaries of who I am. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I completely agree. I think it's, um, these things stand out to you and when you're growing up and you're a kid and you're constantly told you can't do certain things right when you're fine when you finally get to that point where someone says okay now you're 18 you can look govern yourself you can make your own life decisions it really it really does stand out as something that something's being built up for years and years and years and uh, after constantly being put down not being allowed to do certain things that release of saying you know I am my own person I'm not you know Tom's son or you know my parents child anymore <laughs> it's weird it's Who like are you Tom's son no I know but it's it, you know figuratively it's um it's like you're no longer uh, yeah. you know you, you can make your own steps you can make your own decisions you can sure. decide where you want to go live where you, you know which university you want to go to you're making big, big decisions around that age as well so I've got fond memories and uh, yeah, I think at that time I was ready for independence definitely around 2013, 2014. Do you remember, do you remember feel like, do you remember looking for, I mean, I don't know at what point, at any point, I guess, before that age period of 18 around then, do you remember at any point in adolescence or childhood or whatever kind of, uh, not yearning for adulthood but kind of being excited by it do you remember yeah i think i i mean when i was probably yeah going between like 10 and 16 i think i was always a bit scared of like what was coming around the corner and like the next steps and uh you know gccs a levels you think in those kind of terms in like british schools i suppose and you're always thinking oh what's the next thing i need to go and achieve mm. and it, i don't know it depends everyone's different but I remember just like, I guess, just being a slob and like playing Xbox all day. And uh, I feel like I, I quite enjoyed doing that when I was a kid. And then it just suddenly got to a point where I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And like, where am I going to go after this? Like, I can't, I don't know. You kind of grow frustrated, don't you, with your situation sometimes. You get to a point, I feel like it's like a natural urge that you want to kind of leave the nest and uh, go and see what, you know all these countries all over the world are like and i don't know you just get to that point i feel i think it's quite natural for a lot of people but everyone's different i suppose what about you yeah um you got similar similar kind of feeling uh, around that kind of time yes uh yeah 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 i mean i remember growing up i mean, i have this memory and the reason i asked you is because I have a memory of being in the car at Sainsbury's in Selly Oak. And I don't, and I don't know how accurate, I mean, well, I don't know how accurate any memory is, I guess. That's a, um, a, a, a conversation you could have for a long time in itself. But, but um, I remember thinking, I don't know why, just having this anxiety, and I must have probably only been about 11 or 12, I don't know, I'm guessing here, maybe around then, 10 to 12, having this real anxiety over adulthood, um, just like this idea that I'm going to have to be an adult, and and all of, because I did definitely have equally um, uh, kind of fantasies of, uh, as a kid, of like kind of... Uh, um, what I could do when I'm an adult and not, not necessarily grandiose, but, but, but fantastical, you know, I could do anything, but I do also remember having, and then when it, when I got older and it came closer to it, I guess I didn't know. Hmm, I didn't think too much of adulthood per se. I guess 
maybe for me it was a bit different in that like I was uh experimenting with like well not well experiment i guess a lot of people experiment with like drugs and stuff like that but i like fell into i was one of these people uh who kind of like uh, started using it to regulate my own kind of um emotional uh life um and deal with things and so i maybe kind of didn't um, what's the word i wasn't paying as much attention to it um but yeah, adulthood's a weird one, man, because, like, adulthood, I, I, I mean, like, you, you, well, obviously, you know, because I kind of, uh, some people might use the word f- fall off the, uh, the, ra- fall off the rails or something like that. Off the rails, um, well, going right. off the rails, yeah. Yeah, going off the rails around that time of, like, well, f- you could argue it started at 16 or whatever, but definitely about 18, and then it kind of carried on for a bit. And I think yeah, that's the thing, like, for adulthood, at least for me now, I think, the transition into adulthood or at least growing into adulthood and, and, and what adulthood is has, some, has been something for me which I've experienced maybe later than 18. And um, hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting that you say that. Because you think, obviously, you think experimenting with these kind of things and using it to emotionally regulate, I guess, did that kind of delay the time that these emotions naturally kind of came to you but later on uh well i guess yeah i mean it's hard it's a hard uh, one it's a hard one to kind of uh, put a finger on i suppose yeah 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 um so yeah i don't i mean i don't yeah because i guess i don't know i mean technically you're an adult at 18 um albeit I don't actually know because biologically they say you peak, you'd know more than me that you peak at a different age. Um, <laughs> the reason I say that is because Charlie did a biology degree. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think adulthood's, a, you know, it's a definitely, it's a process, man. Like, like anything like adolescence, you know, adolescence is like what six years technically. Um, and then it's kind of, I, I normally says, well, I suppose young adulthood is sort of, um, uh, said to be, I think, 18 to 24. So I guess it's similar, maybe. Um, and I guess maybe it's just people emerge into it um, a little bit in different sort of uh, speeds in different yeah. ways. Um, There's Yeah, exactly. There's no kind of um, limits to this. It's like um, some people experience, it's like the same with puberty. Some people experience this beginning of puberty at a different time or they finish puberty at a later date i don't know um so mm. it's perfectly reasonable yeah. to think that when you say everyone's that, think... going to be different psychologically also like it's just you know hormones and all that kind of stuff changes differently for different people when you said that i just <laughs> i just think i just thought of george george uh, stevens who who blossomed into a fully uh developed man at the age of 13 <laughs> <laughs> your oh, words mate. your words not mine but yeah i guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely uh, one friend of ours a, sh- a mutual friend um he yeah, yeah grew a beard at age yeah. like 12 or something and oh, mate, everyone I thought he was about to... 25 by age yeah, 16 yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's quite funny but i think he's always embraced it hasn't he Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He's always loved it. He's, he's, he 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 was dating girls about who were clubbing when he was about fourteen, thirteen. Um, <laughs> he's gonna, hate, he's gonna hate you for saying that. Oh no, you will. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope he listens to it. To be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, childhood. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, what do you wish? Well, do you wish you could go back and tell your ten-year-old self anything? What would would you have any advice um, for them? That ten-year-old you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, wow. <laughs> gosh, yeah. There's um, I mean, I mean, I guess. Well, one has to kind of yeah, I'd have to be sensitive to uh, what to what advice. If I could give a piece of advice, or I guess what it would be is like a, a let, say I write it down maybe, and then that me and my ten-year-old can look return to it at multiple points growing up. It would be 
I would say something to the effect of, hmm, don't worry, you'll be okay. Um, and okay. also, uh, yeah, I think something like that, something you know, reassuring. don't worry. Reassuring. That's nice. Yeah, yeah de that's good. definitely. Definitely. I need, cause yeah, I mean, um, I guess maybe something we could go into a, a later point on a different, like, uh, if we carry on with this, like different episode or something, you know, I mean, cause you know, um, um, as much as, or as, as anyone or as, uh, yeah, well, yeah, as much as anyone like kind of, uh, the reassurance I may have needed as uh, growing up. Uh, what yeah. about you anyway? What about me? Oh, um, I would say, um, hmm. Or just your, yeah, your younger self. I'll maybe say just enjoy, enjoy the present, like enjoy being young and free and, and take all the opportunities that are kind of given to you. Actually, you know, one regret, <laughs> I'm going to, going to scratch that. Maybe I'm going to say, get like stick at sports more i feel like i kind of flipped about a bit too much like i got i got bored quite easily but i feel like if i'd stuck at i mean this is like very um very cliche or you know ambiguous but if i i reckon i could have been a much better footballer if i'd stayed playing football i feel like i got to 11 and i dropped it for rugby and it's one of those things like you can always say like, oh, I could have been the next project Mbappe or something like that. But I feel like if I'd stuck at football and not kind of got put off by, I don't know, whether it was my dad or coaches that I just found irritating around it, um, I think I could have been a much better player. And I, I think I would have, um, I've always been pretty robust. Like I've never really got injured as well. So I feel like if I'd stuck at it mentally, then maybe I would have been a much better player now. I don't know. You can always hypothesise, but, mm. you know, I'm not saying I could have been messy, but... Could have been messy. messy. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you could have been messy. You could have been messy. Um, well, I mean... Well, you got to have confidence, obviously. But um, I wouldn't... Yeah, I would yeah, have liked to I mean, stay it, playing at one sport, maybe more... I, yeah, I think that's a good, I, th I like that. I like that. And I've, I've actually had similar thoughts recently as to, cause I don't know why in the last year or so I've got really into tennis again recently and something I kind of, do, uh, maybe it's a bit of uh, fantasy. It's like, oh, well, maybe if I had played it like solely tennis and put my hands to it, uh, I could have made it as a tennis player. Um, but talking of sport, we both played for a football team uh, the mighty, mighty Harborn Hotshots. Wow. And some would uh, be annoyed if I did not um, caveat that with the B team, the Harborn Hotshots yeah. B team. <laughs> I, know Zach, I know Zach would shove his oar in if uh, I didn't yeah. Yeah, say that. But I mean, we, uh, although we actually won a cup, we won a cup. That was. Uh, yeah. Where did you, you play? You played defence, right? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think I played everywhere. I played I think, in goal. I think you played. I played on the wing. You know, I played all over. It was kind of you know at age you know eight and nine at school. Quite a fluid system, isn't it? I can't really remember. I played everywhere. I was, I was a James Milner. It's a nice way of putting it. I think it's just do what you want. Yeah. Um, There's no strategy. Manager. It's more like just kick it in the goal. Yeah. Um, who was our manager, George? That's uh, <laughs> Chris. Chris Jackson. Yeah, who, uh, is the father of our dear friend Ben. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's good memories, man. I've got. I, I don't know who you've got. The, I think you've got the photo. I, I don't know if I have it. Yeah. Have you got the photo of when we won? Um, I don't have it with me here, but I do have it back home. Yeah, I remember. No, mm. it, like it's one of those things, like sport as well. Um, any success at sport is it's lauded by your parents and family members and stuff. So it always yes. sticks out for me as like something that I was proud of at the time. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I remember afterwards, I think I stayed the night at yours 
and I was so happy. I think I was just like really absolutely buzzing. Like I didn't even play. I think I was ill or something. But I remember oh, like, after we won, I didn't even really? play in the final. Yeah, I didn't play in the final. You were a bit but, ill. Um, wow. I remember I was ill, but I was watching, and I'd obviously played a few games for us to get to the final, and. I just remember being so happy and just like really like cherishing. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember when you say that about how happy. I think it was the first. Well, it's the first time I remember crying, not because I was in pain. Like obviously as a kid, oh, when you're like you fall over and stuff, you cry. I remember, I remember crying, and I remember I think Ben was crying as well. I wow. was just ex. Static. Honestly, it was. It was. Yeah. I reckon it was the same. Similar. I reckon it's a similar feeling to what an adult experiences when they win like the Champions League or something. It was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this, this is like we have made it. We've made it. Like this is like we're we're you know we're top now. Yeah, I mean it's um, something that you know, I think sports brilliant for that reason. Um, obviously, it unites people in utter just joy. Um, and yeah, definitely mm. like thinking back, that was one of the standout childhood memories for me. Um, and I don't mm. know whether it's just because sports Gosh, is old, yeah. but I think we're both, we're both pretty sports mad. Like we're always, you know, debating football and other sports and who's the best of all time. So we're mm. just, we're both pretty sport mad as a lot mm. of uh, our contemporaries are as well. But um, yeah, I think mm. for me, I wish, you know, I'll, it comes back to what I could tell my 10 year old self. I'd say stick at football. Like I would have loved to have been better at it. I think that's one of the things I kind of mm. regret as well. Um, but mm. you know, I enjoy playing football now. It's not all lost. I'm not completely terrible, but it would have been cool to maybe play it at like a higher level. I don't know. Actually, I want to ask you something. It okay. just made me think um, because you studied biology. Correct. And you did a master's, right, or not? I didn't, no. Um, I decided it wasn't Oh, it was just that, that, that exchange, I think. I think that exchange... But you went away or something and did some research. Yeah, I did, um, I did a year abroad in Denmark, of all places, um, and studied fish, as you do. Um, but, yeah, that was just a year abroad, um, testing the uh, a lab. Was water. that part of your undergraduate, or did you do that additionally? I never that quite was part of my undergrad, yeah. That um, was part of your undergrad, right, right, right. And so, because you know, in the last couple of years, or I can't remember, yeah, you, you've uh, kind of transitioned and to a point where now you're sort of nested within a different uh, an industry, which is film. Yeah, um, I guess you could you could say it's film. I mean, it's I'm working for a television company. Um, making factual stuff um right some of that and you made a documentary not so long ago yeah right and so what was the kind of what was that process you know what was that you know obviously I saw him kind of uh you know I remember having conversations where you touched on it and said you know like I'm thinking maybe I'll go into it I'd like to maybe try out doing like nature documentaries and stuff like that I recall that but actually for you like what was the process in terms of your thinking of kind of yeah going into this and yeah um was it what was it and the time scale of it as well had you been thinking of it for like during your undergrad or like it before or was it something more a lot more recent when you actually started talking about it yeah i suppose i suppose this does come into the whole um childhood and um, and forming your, your own ideas about who you want to be. Um, and I guess that kind of never stops, I think, as well. Like, for me, um, the decision to kind of move into TV wasn't like an overnight thing. I think it's something I've been thinking about for a while while I was at university. Um, and I was doing the course and enjoying it and enjoying, you know, learning about nature and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then I thought, you know, what are the main kind of careers that you can get out of this, uh, this degree? And yeah, you just kind of go through and you go, actually, you know, it may be lab work and research isn't for me. So I kind of thought, what else can I do? What else can I apply myself to? And I've always kind of like 
enjoyed making films as I was growing up and um, yeah, where where I'm going to go with biology. And I wanted to definitely link that in because it's something I'm passionate about, like the environment and, uh, and the animals that we co-inhabit the earth with. Um, so I decided, you know, I want to get into factual and obviously, you know, having grown up watching Attenborough stuff, I've always loved that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, that seems like a fun way I can combine being creative and and uh, being passionate about science and like sharing that with other people. So I guess it's something I've been thinking about for a while, like while I was going through uni and even before then, I, I remember doing a course at college called Communication and Culture. And our teacher was just like the best, like one of the best teachers I had all the way through school and college just really just open-minded and easy to talk to and yeah it was in those kind of uh, lessons we just watched and analyzed like music videos and those kind of cool things um that was just a course I did instead of doing A-level English like it was just a side kind of thing I did back when I was like 16 and I remember coming away from that and like, I think I did quite well in it as well. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Um, it's really interesting. Um, I like kind of dissecting all of that kind of uh, modern media and those kind of things. So it's something that's been going around in my head for a while. And like, I guess finally age 24, 25, you finally get your break in the industry and, and that's where you go from there. So that's kind of, you know, a bit of a jumbled story um, about how I got into it but that's just what I kind of followed I always I always told growing up like follow what you enjoy and that's that's kind of what I did yeah 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 and I mean do you have uh, I want to say like are there any standout documentaries if you look back on just all documentaries you've watched I mean you mentioned David Attenborough I guess that's obviously I mean you know his planet that was I think it was 2006 he did his first one planet earth and then so you would have been 11 and I guess you know but maybe even more recent years are there any other documentaries and I guess it doesn't even have to be like which ones stand out to you and also and when I and because I, I think well I don't know about you I mean for me documentaries there are documentaries which are great in themselves and maybe just for entertainment for example do you remember that documentary we both watched uh fire Fire is at Fire Festival. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I don't know. What did you think of it? The, the doc- documentary? No, I mean it was good. Like it's a good one from yeah. Netflix. I'd recommend people right. watch it. Like, right, right. It, and, it and it was enjoyable. It, yeah, it was enjoyable. It yeah, really it was about these kind of things, but. <laughs> but so my point, like I guess what I, I, I want to say is that. Yeah, like I feel like documentaries uh, can be really, really enjoyable. Um, um, uh, either just maybe just piquing the interest, my interest because um, of how peculiar they are, or be- uh, they can be quite funny. But actually, uh, you know, documentaries as a medium have a lot, or can have so much weight, and can sort of really be the impetus for. Uh, change and 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 for really kind of actually sort of uh, position changing um, or making you at least reflect upon your own positions uh, slash like perspectives on a certain topic um, and matter. So I think doc, yeah, I, I think I think they're a really really interesting. I mean, obviously people would argue that films can m- maybe maybe so, but I think I feel like with documentaries more so at least for me because you know, typically, well, it's, it's, it, a documentary is always factual by net, by, by definition, I, I believe. And so therefore, well, they can be know, documentaries, norm- you know, like, uh, well, they can be, mo- <laughs> but that, it, but I don't, comes to mind. <laughs> but okay. Aside from that, aside from that. So yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's a really, really uh, fascinating and um, immensely uh, rich, um, I don't know if you, I guess it's art, it's a, it's a field of art, but it's also, a, as you mentioned earlier, you did a course in communications or something. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it, it sort of sits, documentaries kind of sit in this sort of place between art and, uh, and journalism and, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it's uh, it can be. It's an art form, and um, you know, uh, can be discursive, persuasive. Um, yeah, it it depends what the subject is, doesn't it? And and who someone might be trying to influence. Like you've got stuff like Blackfish. That really stands out to me. Um, obviously about wildlife and nature and it's the kind of thing that I would have loved to have made because it really created a change after it was shown and uh, was publicized about um, leading mm -hmm. to you know um, a big backlash on SeaWorld and people waking up to the fact that these animals shouldn't be kept in these kind of small confinements like there are some animals um, that oh. it you know they're not their stress isn't as visible obviously it's unnatural but i you know i would agree oh, that mate, zoos have zoos have a role in education but um that documentary really stands out to me um as something that i think i watched maybe like, i think it was like five years ago well, i can't remember exactly when yeah. it came out but um yeah definitely documentaries can be really can shape your views on things and it's the imagery right images kind of stand out more than than words sometimes and uh it's yeah. how a topic is kind of presented in the films um these can these things can really stick with you i love documentaries particularly true crime documentaries and i just think oh yeah like i think there's so many good documentaries out there which can be like uh which we maybe have both seen and um maybe like uh, ask people as well like what um uh, like, good documentaries they've seen um, i think they're getting more and more popular i think with um these streaming services that are just blowing up and everyone's at home, you know, during lockdown and people want right. to get lost in stuff. And I think the, it really brings it home to me, like when you watch something and you, you know, you realize, Oh my goodness, this is a true story. Like it's not just a film based on a true story. Um, Cause you just, I did, I, if I, if I, I think it was you in the WhatsApp, a group earlier you spoke you, you mentioned was it today you finished it or, or uh, recently finished uh don't fuck with cats yeah yeah we started watching it yesterday and i know a lot of people have recommended it to me uh, have you not finished it no i haven't finished it oh no. mate 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 it, it's nuts i, I mean it's nuts for, it's nuts from the beginning it, yeah those kind of things are just i mean it's sick obviously the ideas and yeah and, Stuff, but the way they present it's brilliant it's by um a company raw tv i think that they're, they're excellent at what they do um mm. they've made some brilliant stuff i don't know if you've seen three identical strangers yeah yeah it's brilliant that's, that's by them as well and um, yeah yeah another one they did is uh the mob tapes is it is the mob tapes it's like is uh, it the one on netflix yeah, it's the one on netflix about I, yeah how, I saw one episode uh, they take down it. all the crime families in new york really really well done um they're just brilliant at um, getting interviews with some really interesting people and then telling a story on the backdrop of that. Um, no, it's brilliant. I remember watching, um, yeah, like loads of these various things that my parents had always introduced to me when I was younger. Um, and just, yeah, they just have a big, big impact on you and they stay with you. And yeah, maybe somewhere along the line that has influenced my decision uh, to to get into the industry that I'm in. Um, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. We can always have good chats about these kind of things, can't we? Well, as you said, you like the kind of nature and but but uh, and the environment and stuff, but there's also, I mean, do you enjoy, and you mentioned, you alluded to it earlier, is it as much to do with the actual cinematography and things like that and like taking, and like the, appreciating the photography? Yeah, I think I appreciate a lot of um, parts of, of television and film. Um, I think the cinematography is definitely something I've kind of grown to kind of appreciate more. Like I worked for a year in a post-production house and that's where they really kind of bring the colors and the lighting. They bring that all alive and they make it what you see on the actual screen. And I never really appreciated that before I worked in the industry. Um, yeah, it's really, it's such a big field and having now i'm in it i kind of realize wow there's so much more to it than just moving pictures i guess you could say as a kid you yeah. go oh wow it's move, moving pictures um but there's so mm. much more to it and it, it's like it takes so many people just 
to make one thing and uh, it's a real like collaborative process so i'm loving it i'm really i'm really grateful for all the experiences i've had growing up to that have led me to this point yeah i mean we've been yeah in in a in a in a a, we've been very fortunate you know like from the kind of backgrounds we've come from and the opportunities we've been afforded you know i guess it's something um maybe i mean i think i definitely as a kid took it for granted a bit but i mean you know you're just saying there yeah man like got you know just to be able to do these things you know like to be able to actually to to to, for you know for yourself to found yourself in a um um you know to find yourself along a path and which has led to here you know it's you know you know you think of the world and you know the 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 conditions and you know some people don't have access to education and stuff and thinking back to about uh, Birmingham as well I think you know I always think like I guess home's home isn't it like you always think back and you go oh I wouldn't change it like even if yeah I just think you always you always think fondly about home me personally mm. I always think fondly and I was like oh I wouldn't have wanted to be brought up anywhere else I know mm. it's obviously like a biased view to have but you know I'm really grateful to have been brought up in Harborn like um I think it's a great place to live obviously Birmingham gets a big um it's not got the yeah I know big up Birmingham right um it's it's not got the best reputation it's fair to say in the UK. which is yeah i mean i i yeah i can I, I, wow i don't know why man like is it the maybe it's the accent which need well i don't really have one but i don't think it is that either i don't know maybe back in the day it was more of a i don't know it wasn't as nice or something i don't know i think you know anyone that lives there will tell you it's a nice place like whether it's suburbs or um you know in the city center it's definitely getting better and yeah i think it's it's always been one of the places culture. that i think it does i think it's got more than people give it credit for um yeah yeah i know when i left to go to manchester i always felt like oh manchester is so much better like it's got a bigger music scene it's got the history but I, th- I think birmingham does have more than we both think probably um and it's been super influential on a lot of you know, I guess you could say music artists and uh, yeah, I guess a lot of famous people have been there um, mm. or grown up, grown up there. Um, it's fair to say. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, Jasper Carrot, <laughs> to name a few. <laughs> I think they've both got stars on the Birmingham, got <laughs> Birmingham stars on Broad Street. <laughs> yeah. Which I always laugh about when I see it. But um, Home. yeah, yeah Birmingham is one of those funny places a lot of people say oh I've been I've passed through it it's got good shopping that's something that I always hear from most people um and obviously both of us growing up in Birmingham something that happens to me all the time is like people say oh you don't sound like you're from Birmingham I must hear it when I meet mm. a new person um I must hear it like every time they they speak to me and they find out where I'm from it's quite a, it's a peculiar one but it's fair enough. Like I think the nation's kind of view of Birmingham is quite polarized. I said, you know, they know if the accent and that's about it <laughs> in general. Mm. Um, um, but I think it's definitely getting better. And with, you know, HS2 around the corner, 2030, I don't know. Um, yeah. Now, I, I, you know, it, it, you know, there's a, <laughs> have you been back recently? I know you uh, haven't lived there time. for a while, but yeah, the last time was when I don't know if you were there. I don't think you were. It was when I went to say Arjun and Max's, and um, I was really surprised. I mean, well, I don't. Well, I mean, the train station, whilst it isn't new, I mean that continues to kind of astound me. I mean, it really is quite amazing. New Grand Central, I think that's what it's called. But also, they've now there's like a tram or something. Yeah, there's a tram. Yeah. And that was really Lovely cool, and, and the jewelry quarters like increasingly sort of seems to be kind of getting uh, jazzed up a bit, uh, and yeah, it's you know it's it's um oh yeah, I do I love it now. I'd say it's it it's the city centre is getting nicer. Um, I just think there's like you know the library I guess is quite a standout building, but 
Um, I guess there's a debate whether it's that nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, obviously the, the shopping one, yeah. is good. The shopping is good. I, you know, a lot of people know it for that. Um, it's it's got a big city feel, but it's actually not that big. I mean, once you live in London, nowhere seems that big. Um, mm. After you've after you've been here a while, um, everywhere just feels quite small. Yeah. So that's probably what's happening to my opinions, but over time. But um, yeah, no, I look I look back on it fondly, and I I love the city, but um, I think I'm one of those people. I don't think I'll ever move back there on my own. Um, obviously, I see my mm. parents. I feel like they'll never want to leave. I feel like they're just too comfortable with their friends and, you know, my sisters and everything. Mm. Um, but for me, I feel like that chapter's over and I'm ready to kind of move on and whether, you know, move to a different country or a different city. Um, I feel like Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone's different, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I get you. I mean, I, I, I don't have any plans to either go back. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I'll always probably go back at, at, at differing kind of intervals. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it's my kind of home spiritually. It's, you know, uh, there's certain places which, you know, like met, uh, Metchley and stuff, just like such like so many rich memories. Well, if, if you if people have listened to this, I hope you've enjoyed the, our conversation. I've definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely, George. Um, and I guess as well, going forward, um, you know, um, obviously I'll chat with Charlie after and stuff, but like, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be wicked to get, um, uh, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've just said before, people on and maybe kind of m- release, I don't know how often, but more um, of similar things. Um, so, yeah. We've got a lot of ideas, so I feel like. We won't be short of things to talk to talk about and if we can bring other people into fold that would be brilliant yeah um, yeah yeah bring some in- other interesting people on so you're not just listening to me yeah. and George just i'm kind of each other <laughs> i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of um one of the things i do want to try out i mean i don't know if it'll, if, if, if it'll be sort of uh, something to do but i mean i love true crime right um there are true crime podcasts out there and i i like the idea of doing one uh, one of the, the the kinds of episodes i don't know if it's a one-off or do uh, something in like recurringly but um where i research a case and it could be like a mystery or unexplained and then i read it to you and like sort of like tell you it as a story and then we can sort of like you can kind of quiz or like we can quiz each other and you can kind of like speculate yeah, as good. to kind of what happened yeah 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 and that sounds uh, interesting yeah 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 and then that yeah yeah and then we can yeah get people on yeah from, who, who are kind of like pretty uh well versed in a topic and uh maybe like yeah just do all sorts sounds great all right should we uh should we sign off for today's yes. one yeah um, yeah 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 nice one nice. good to chat to you george um yeah, yeah. thanks for listening everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> see ya uh, bye bye